0: Steve Politi from NJ Advance Media. Welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. I'm joined as always, Keith Sargent, James Cratch. Fellas, this is a huge podcast. We have significant breaking news coming to start the show off today. I don't think we've had a development quite like this uh, in a very long time on the Rutgers beat Sarge. Maybe you, maybe you could just give us, give us an update. What are your sources telling you about this, uh, about this breaking story?
1: Well, as you know, I, I I've been working with sources. I, I I wanted to get at least multiple sources. I could only get one on this one, Steve. Um, yeah. I'm, you know I just you know for whatever reason I just couldn't get a, a, other officials to talk to me. But my sources have told me that James Cratch has popped the question wow i don't the one thing before i i don't know what the answer was so i i just but i have heard that cratch popped the question i i don't know is he is he here right now is cratch here could he could you think that Uh, maybe if we asked cratch on the record whether
2: or not he could give us an answer yes yes i did i'm engaged wow Whoa! yeah Yeah.
0: so huge news (laughs)
2: Big enough news, do do? by
0: the way, that Greg Shiano knew about it at his press conference today, interrupted a question that Cratch was trying to ask. <laughs> with the timeout, he called his first timeout of the season, put his hands up and said, timeout, I hear that you've got it, and, and he went right to Cratch. It was a good little moment.
1: It was. So, Cratch, what, what where, where, so where. So Kratsch, where did Noah uh, v- Vedral, what, what do you say
2: when you pop a question to him?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah. oh, that's awesome.
2: Good uh, no, no, yes. Uh, in all seriousness, yes. I I got engaged. My beautiful fiance now, I guess I, uh, yes. Martha and I, we up in Connecticut. Uh, big day, uh, happy day. So very excited, and I figure. Wedding planning is is probably going to bring a, a lot of fodder to the podcast, and it's going to last a while because I, I can't imagine we'll be getting married next year. Given you know the the huge flux of people who are already engaged who are supposed to get married earlier in the year, and obviously I would prefer to have my wedding not involve everyone showing up an hour early to the event, venue to take a rapid antigen test. So we went. So wait, when is the date now? So I think we're we were saying like probably like twenty twenty two, and Whew. I immediately pull up my phone. I was like, okay, so when is the Rutgers Ohio state game scheduled for 2022? <laughs> I was like, Oh, let's, let's do it then. I well, no, it, I, it, 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 it was a veteran move to actually
1: pop the question before, you know, it gets really crazy. Yeah. This the football season. So yeah. I credit you on that one. The other veteran move is not to have the wedding in the fall. I know a lot of people like to have them in the fall, but uh-huh. you know, as a beat reporter, I think you're going to have to have it like, you know, at, like the most inopportune time for, for, for Martha.
2: Well, you know, happens- well, uh, we will be having the wedding in the fall because I am not calling that shot. And uh, Sarge, sorry, I'll, I'll, you got to do without me without October. So get 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 Fonseca ready, and yeah, you know, we'll call him up for a month. Uh, Fair enough. And no, and actually, I will say this: like I thought, I had a little bit more time on my hands to kind of plan this out on, oh, say, August twelfth, twenty twenty. Yeah, but obviously. Thanks, Ohio State, Nebraska. Thank you. I believe Martha also thanks you because you sped up the time frame a little bit.
0: Outstanding. Good. Good for you guys. We're happy thank for you. That, so that's the biggest development. The second biggest development. We have a, we have a two deep. We have, we, have, we have a depth chart for the Scarlet Knights this week. Uh, finally, get a look at it. Uh, get to see which players are where. As I correctly predicted on Twitter, there are a couple of significant oars on the depth chart. Um, which means of course that uh, Greg Schiano for reasons related to either injuries or intrigue or just the complication is too close to call he's not saying who's going to be that who's going to be the starter at a position of course of course quarterback is one of those situations Sarge you know you've 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 been around Greg a long time do you think he knows who the starter is or is it really too close to too close to call between Noah Vedral and Art Sikowski?
1: I think he 100% knows who the start, starting quarterback is going to be I don't I think he 100% is going to guard that secret about as tight as, as you know anything that you know you you'd have a better chance of, of finding out like the secret uh you know the the you know the the presidential code to the, uh, to 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 blow up the you know the 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 nuclear bomb
0: Trump just tweeted well, that actually so I've got
1: Yeah you might have <laughs> But you know, there's no chance that, that that he's gonna gonna let that leak out. Although, you know, Crash and I will obviously be working the sources, uh, you know, on that as well. Um, I did find it interesting that um, you know it's been pared down. You know, I mean, we you know we spent all all summer thinking that we might have had four or five different quarterbacks in the mix. Now it's down to two: Art Stikowski, uh and, and uh, Noah Bedrow. Um, you know, we we kind of think, you know, that, that uh, the, uh, uh, Noah Bedrow you know, just has a transfer from Nebraska, dual threat. Uh, there's some tape, you know, some pretty good tape uh, of him, you know, looking like he probably – Fit the uh, Gleason system but I've told you since the very beginning you know of, of the summer when we started talking about the football team again that Arsikowski according to people who, uh, who I've talked to the limited amount of people who have actually seen Rutgers practice by all counts has really made, made some strides and you know I again I, I don't think I'd be surprised whatsoever if come Saturday at like 11 55 um, we find out that
2: Arsikowski is the starter.
0: I, Cratch, settle this once and for all for, for the two of us, which one of us is pronouncing Noah Vedral's name incorrectly?
2: Uh, it's Noah Bedroll, is my understanding. Ah, so yeah, I'm not Vedrill. sure who's saying. What are the odds of that? Me getting it right? What are the chances?
0: Oh, oh how about yes. that? I'm one to oh zero this week. So uh,
2: hopefully it. we could talk to him at some point. Yes, <laughs> that, that that would be nice. Ask him directly. <laughs> yeah, Noah, uh, two parter. <laughs> how do you say your name? And you, you're the starter, right? <laughs> uh, I was, I was, uh, I think. I think Steve, you can. There was like five oars. Yep. Lot. <laughs> Fewer ores than I expected. I thought we were going to have you know so many ores that you know Connor Orr was going to be on the team <laughs> uh, but I thought and i obviously I'm working something you know about the analysis of it uh, some surprises I will say this you know. And it, it's tough because I want to be upfront and say like it was no, we didn't get a chance to ask Greg on a follow up. I'm sure we might be able to do that on Thursday when we speak to him again. You know, he talked about the quarterbacks and he praised everyone. Didn't mention Johnny Langan, which I think for me and for others kind of started the you know the piqued the interest. Uh, He's still on the roster, still listed at quarterback. But I do think it was interesting, um, not that I find it a surprise, that it seems like Art and Noah have kind of separated themselves. And then from there, they're kind of thinking about developmental guys like Simon and Snyder.
0: Well, it's interesting because Sarge said he wouldn't be surprised if Art trots out as the starter. I would be extremely surprised if that was the case, just based on what I know about what they want to accomplish with this offense and, and what I saw last year. Where do you fall on that?
2: I would be surprised, not as surprised. I think we we talked about this last week or the week before. I do think, you know, the idea that I don't think Art is this immobile, you know, I don't think Art is like Ron Grudy's knight statue in the pocket. You know, I do think Art can move a little bit. So uh, it wouldn't totally shock me if he plays. And I think that, you know, if they're going to try to uh, – it's tough because we know what they want to run, but Greg has always said about Gleason he hired right. him because Gleason is good at taking the personnel he has and making it work rather than trying to devise a system for the players he wishes he had. Right, so right. if Gleason looked at this offense and said, you know, the best, all the pieces point to me having art as the quarterback, then maybe that's how art gets in there. But I, I still. I still think Veggie is going to be the guy, and I would still be surprised personally if Art is the starter, but not, as, not shocked in any way, I guess.
0: I guess I'm just looking at it now, Sergeant, going through, the, going through the depth chart. You know, you need someone who can move back there, and you also need someone who's not going to do a five- to six-seven-step you know, drop for passes when you've got an offensive line. And, again, we, we, we kind of nailed the starters in most cases, but there's a chance that they could have a converted defensive lineman as your starting center based on this, Brendan Bordner, based, based on, the, 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 on, the, on the depth chart. And also they are one injury away at, at left tackle and right tackle from true freshmen starting. So the line has big, as big a question as we expected.
1: Yeah, without question. Uh, I will uh, say one thing uh, mm-hmm. about, about the quarterback and the reason why I think that it could be art. If you are going to say uh, the, the ultimate you know, quarterback, what Greg Shiano wants in, in a quarterback, and just based on his past history of Mike Thiel, Average, another guy, six foot four, prototypical quarterback. You've talked to him enough. I've talked to him enough about this. You know, Art Sikowski fits that, you know, that prototypical mold. Six foot five, 225 pounds, can move. Again, Crash talked about it last week. I mean, he, he is underrated in his ability to actually uh, move. Um, and that, that's another reason why I think that long term, Art Sikowski or that type of quarterback is what Greg wants. Again, yeah, you guys uh, you know have made made really good points about uh Vedral uh, uh, being being more maybe of a uh, of a fit for for, for what Sean Gleason wants to do but again i think Sikowski you know fits that mold of what Greg Grayson wants to, wants to be his quarterback as far as the offensive line <laughs> i mean we've said all along that you know this is going to be an issue um i do find it interesting that that Bordner is at center i think there's a lot of experience there um and i think you know he's smart and you know, look, I mean, if he's been doing it for, for for long enough, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, you know, that, that he'd be able to do it. Um, O'Neal seems like he's anchored the, the left tackle spot. Crimin, the left side of the the, the offensive line is probably the strength. The right side is an unknown. Uh, Cedrice uh, Pelon P- 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 at, at right guard. Reggie Sutton, you know, a lot of promise at right tackle. Hasn't really, uh, you know, I mean, you play, you know, I got some experience, but, you know, it's, it's nice to see that, that he's anchored to right side again. Again, so many unknowns, but this offensive line, you know, they, they get tested right away because if Michigan State, the one thing that you think about with Michigan State is, you know, their ability to, to handle the trenches, and they have some pretty good defensive linemen. So we'll know right away probably around three thirty, four o'clock on Saturday.
0: All right, so Cratch rounding out the offense. I was a little surprised at a couple of things on the wide receiver front. Not that uh, Aaron Krushank and Bo Melton were starters. I was a little surprised to see that Chamin Jones had beaten out Isaiah Washington, mm-hmm. uh, and with, with Paul Woods and, and Christian Dremble, the backups. What were your thoughts on, on that group? You know, overall.
2: Yeah, so I, I was surprised about Chamin Jones just because he's a guy who started. You know, played all twelve games in twenty eighteen two catches for 15 yards last season really kind of fell off the face of the earth. So, Hey, you know, good for him. You know, he's going to have a second act. It looks like, you know, also get back to the line, you know, good for Brendan Bordner, whether he's the starter or he's the backup, you know, when a guy is here for three years and doesn't do much and he switches positions yet, you never really expect much. You always figure that's like a last ditch effort to get on the field. This is movie looks like it's going to pay off for him you know he's on the two deep you know i don't believe he's been on the two deep you know without injuries being a factor in his time here uh you know crookshank also kind of surprised me because we know he's an elite return man we know he's got blazing speed he didn't do a whole heck of a lot as a receiver at wisconsin you know the the most work he got was on jet sweeps and end around so i never thought it was a given you know I understand in Wisconsin's a run-first offense, but if a guy can make plays, they're going to find a way to use him. So I never thought it was necessarily a guarantee he was going to be a starting wide receiver here, but obviously he's going to be that. And I will say Christian Dremel, you know, there was a lot of hype amongst the fan base about him. I never really bought into it. I always kind of thought, hey, he's a guy who's flashed a little bit and people are looking for something to be optimistic about. But clearly there was some substance to the hype. Uh, but he, you know, He's listed as a backup as a slot receiver.
0: All right. Let's move over to the defense, and and you know what struck me about this, and I, we knew it going in, just looking at the and the players available on the roster. But there are just so many seniors, so many upperclassmen that are that are going to be starting or in a backup role on this defense. That's not usual when a new coach takes over. Uh, you know, I, I think I counted something like out of the top, out of the front seven, eleven of the fourteen players on the, on the depth chart are seniors, which is impressive. And as our good friend John Newman pointed out. You know those guys can come back next year if they want to. You know, so it's just a a wealth of experience. Uh, Why don't you start, Sarge? What What did you What did you uh, Anything surprise you on that defense in the two deep, or anything that uh, Anything just stands out overall?
1: A great point, uh, you know, just on the, the the amount of seniors on the defense. Um, you know, Graciano again, just talking to him in the past, he likes grown men yeah. <laughs> on his defense. So, I mean, that's the one thing. Offense, I think he's more willing to to play play some true freshmen and, and some ex- inexperienced guys and see what they you know what, what they can do. But on the defense, he loves grown men. A guy like uh, uh, Lumore is a you know perfect guy. He might be like you know, as old as you by the time he, he, he leaves, <laughs> thanks to the eligibility. Ah. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, and, and just on and on and on. I mean, you know, a uh, you know, uh, Tverdov, fog, you know, all these guys, you know, just, you know, are, are, uh, seniors and, and just have a lot of experience. I think, you know, we, we all know that, you know, Greciano, there's going to be a defensive minded, uh, defense first, uh, type program. I really do think that this defense has a chance to be pretty good.
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I your thoughts
2: no yeah i I think that this is a defense you know i have questions about the secondary i i don't know about the depth there I, i think that you know obviously having loomer be listed as a starter was big for me because you know since that was such a surprise last week that he was back with the team we i didn't know like you know when did he get back? What type of shape is he in? Is he a guy who just got back a week prior and is going to have to work his way into playing shape? But clearly, he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Robin Utrendon being starting nose tackle or starting defensive tackle. You know, maybe the the Swedish pipeline that Chris, Chris Ash establishes is finally going to pay off now that he's gone. So that was a surprise. You know, I think the linebacker looks very strong. You know, Deion Jennings, Drew Singleton looks like one of those guys is going to start. They're going to obviously move Tyreek Maddox Williams. It looks like you know oh three going back to sam so he'll start over maddox williams fog obviously in the middle but i think it could be a good defense it's just that defensive secondary there's not a lot of depth there peyton powell curiously not on the two deep in any of the positions we didn't get a chance to ask greg hopefully we'll thursday whether that's a sign that he's just not in the mix right now or he hasn't gotten a waiver to be eligible uh but uh that were that was what really kind of struck me i I knew it going in but to look at the depth chart see that secondary the wave behind the starters uh that's where i think they might have some issues
0: Right, and all those guys are going to play, you know, and, and obviously in, in nickel packages and, and, and whatnot. So that's going to be interesting. I, I did wonder when I saw the Too Deep if there was some sports columnist in Stockholm going, "Oh, I've got myself a story here. I could get to get get to Piscataway, New Jersey, and write about the the uh, the un, unsung defensive lineman whose name I'm not even going to pronounce after Sarge murdered." Uh, Noah <laughs>
1: He might actually get better practice access
0: than us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zinger, I love it. Uh, all right, let's just wrap this up on the on the two deep. Who who are some of the other guys that you didn't see in there? I guess there were there were a few that we expected, and you know I, we still don't know if it, if it's a if it's a waiver issue or if it's an injury issue or if they just didn't earn a spot, right?
2: You know, obviously Stanley King, like I I, I was looking to see him but then again i looked you know look at the measurables it might just still be a kind of a strength and conditioning thing for him he's got to put the weight on obviously Tunde fondacasi brian felter there are going to be some true freshman offensive linemen that probably play on this team which is both exciting that you know potentially those guys are good enough to be on the 2d but also pretty scary that if you might have two two fresh excuse me tongue twister there two true freshmen starting offensive linemen in the big 10 Sarge, anything anything you want to add
1: yeah um i 'll give you one Montario Hunt, who was mm-hmm. a guy who who mm-hmm. uh, uh, hurt his knee uh, when he first arrived he was He was a uh, junior college transfer hurt his knee um, i 've heard good things about him um, you know and, and, and he 's not on the too deep, but I have heard uh, some good things about him. The one thing we know about this wide receiver core um, they, they might have a lot of guys just in terms of of, of roster spot you know some some guys with different – Different levels of experience, but really not any uh, wide receiver on this entire roster has ever done anything, you know, of substance from a playmaking standpoint. They are going, going to be looking, you know, at least early in the year to, to, to see who, who steps up. No matter what's happened, you know, in practice, you know, you, you can't really determine it until the lights come on.
0: All right, moving on, guys. We had a press conference with Greg Schiano today. It was like the old school Monday game week press conference except he was in the team room in Piscataway and we were where we always are sitting behind our desks on Zoom calls. Uh, He seemed like a very positive, you know, I mean, he was in a good mood. He, you know, uh, he he seemed like he liked the state of the program. He talked a lot about the logistical issues. is going to be a big story all year. I mean, when you see what happened in in Purdue with with Jeff Brom getting the Rona, uh, you know, he wouldn't tell us what his backup contingency plan is if he gets it, although he did joke. That he was going to let Cratch coach the team, which I'm sure you would do, James. You know, I kind of see you jumping in there, but you're oh,
2: uh, definitely, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, what were your impressions, Cratch? You listened to him today. Did he, did he say anything to you that that uh, that stuck out?
2: You know, I, I think my biggest takeaway was kind of the positive attitude. You know, and I think that what he you know he kind of mentioned that He told the team like, "It's coming." Like after yeah. all this kind of stops and starts, and will, will we do this? Won't we do this? All this stuff. They're going to play a football game on Saturday. You know supposedly, as I I kind of wrote in a story that I think hasn't published already, we don't really know that there's going to be a game until the ball is on the tee at 12.01 Eastern time and someone's about to kick it off. You know, anything can happen in this kind of crazy season. But no, I think they're just – they're ready to roll and I think that, you know – he was asked, do you know what to expect? And he kind of seemed to think that maybe he has he indicated he sort of has an idea more than he did a couple of weeks ago. He didn't really tip his hand either way what he thinks it's going to look like. But I do think that this, the idea that Rutgers is just going to get out there on Saturday and have no idea what's going to happen is not as much of a thing now. And, and I will say this. I wrote this. They've been on campus, you know, with the shutdown aside for the outbreak in July since mid-June. So I do think that they're going to be more prepared than maybe we think to play this game on Saturday.
0: I was thinking about this, Sarge, as he was talking. If if the world hadn't fallen apart, his opener – back at Rutgers would have been an event, a thing. Like I was <laughs> talking to, I talked to Ryan Hart and I talked to Ryan Neal, uh, you know, two stalwarts from his early teams, just about that first upset win over Michigan State 2004. And both of them were speaking so excitedly about about wanting to watch this, but you know, they would have been two guys who probably would have been standing on the sidelines There certainly would have been in the stadium. And there would, I imagine there would have been a hundred former players who wanted to come to this thing. The tailgates, it would, I mean, it would have been an event instead it's really just the exact opposite. I mean, it's a road trip to an empty stadium in East Lansing. You know, it's it's just a completely different situation. And I wonder, part of me wonders, other than, of course, having to go on the road to start, if he doesn't like it that way better, just knowing him. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so you're what you're saying is the coronavirus, this whole pandemic, is all the screw Rutgers and, and Graciano. Is of that course, it's saying? just
0: another example of the RU screw one, <laughs> the, the biggest one I can think of yet. It's,
1: right or, there. it's really yeah. at the top of the whole thing. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think the uh, you know knowing Graciano, like, I think he really does like the idea of maybe getting the team on the road. Now, you know, as Cratch said, there's going to be some logistical challenges of traveling on the road. He talked about that today during the press conference. That if you've seen some of these outbreaks, it's been teams that have traveled and, and, you know, come back with it. So um, I think he's going to be on high alert in um, a lot of ways. It, it gives them the ability to kind of just, you know, give them a, you know, a, uh, you know, bunker mentality. They'll get to the hotel, they'll, they'll, they'll get in and I guarantee you they'll be under a close watch and ultimately, you know, without fans in, in attendance, I, you know, it, it doesn't really give Michigan state that big of a home, home field a, a advantage at all. Yep.
0: All right, guys, let's dive into some Rutgers Insider questions. As always, we want to thank you for subscribing to our new Insider. We've had some good content up there this week, you know, just trying to do different kinds of stories that uh, you guys would like and really putting, uh, putting a lot of effort into making this a, a thing. So thank you for subscribing. If you subscribe you don't, what is it, six bucks? Come on, six bucks a month? That's a cup of coffee right there. Come on. All right. Let's dive in. The first one was a, was a question we talked about a little bit. Shameen Jones beating out Isaiah Washington. Uh, it, the comment is, I frankly didn't realize he was still on the roster. Uh, I, I mean I, I don't know if we're making too much of, of that depth chart switch. Is it going to be a situation where they're just going to play whoever gets out there and, and catches the ball crash? I mean, what do you think?
2: We might be I mean, I think it's entirely possible, that, hey, you know if, if Shameen Jones is a guy who had a good camp and you know you know this pure speculation, you know, if they're trying to light a fire under some guys, maybe they, they go with that for a week. You know, this is kind of a a freebie season, you know, and, and it's a first game. So I think you can kind of be creative with that. So no, I, I think on one hand, yeah, we probably don't want to overplay it. But on the other hand, this is a guy who, you know, kind of didn't do much last year. And it's, this is, I believe, fourth year in the program. So the fact that he has kind of risen up to get this starting job, even if it's just for the opener, uh, and even if it's only maybe a, only a couple of snaps before he rotates out, I still think it's, it's a sign that this is a guy who has made strides since last season.
0: All right, another question. Ireland Burke, not on the too deep. Is this a waiver issue, Sarge? Any ideas?
2: no idea I, I did have
1: him on my projected uh, depth chart um i will say you know that that um you know when you look at again when you look at the uh uh you know just a defensive uh line uh julius turner um it, you know it, it is a guy who's listed as a backup he has a lot of experience uh one four i wasn't all that surprised about but ireland burke is another guy that we'll probably have to talk about on on, on thursday
0: all right. Uh, here's a question: Does does Liberty thoroughly de- defeating Syracuse Saturday make last year's victory victory actually look good, or does it just point out how the potentially big missed opportunity of the canceled game with Syracuse? Uh, yeah, I'd go with the latter. I don't think you yes. can ever make you, you can't make a, a win over Li- Liberty <laughs> Liberty look good no matter what happens. Cratch.
2: No, I, I think that you're absolutely right. I mean, I I always thought before, obviously, the schedule got changed that. There was a really good chance that Rutgers was going to start three and zero, and this the town was just going to be on fire with yeah. excitement. And now I think I think it, I mean I actually am wondering. Monmouth may have been the toughest non conference game they played. Wow. You know, and yeah. We haven't, you know, I, I I I take that back. That's hyperbole. You know, Temple has been pretty good so far the first few weeks. You know, obviously they and they've had a weird season too, not playing for so long. But no, I I think Syracuse is a bad team, and I think it's you know if you're Chris Ash at Texas, you're probably thinking like, why couldn't they have struggled like a year or two earlier? Cause remember when he left, everyone thought Dino Babers was the, was the great miss and that he was going to turn Syracuse into a, you know, an eight, nine win a year team. And now I think Dino Babers might be on the outs at Syracuse. So it's funny how these things turn, but no, I, it, the Liberty win was never impressive. And honestly, people were saying as Liberty, you know, they're five and zero should be in the top 25. Obviously I have the vote, the combined record of their, Opponents is two and seventeen. So Liberty is not exactly Notre Dame yet either.
0: All right. This is a good one. Sarge, for you, do you do we expect the offense or defense to have the most improvements coming into the season? I think it's relatively obvious. Sarge, what do you think?
1: Yeah, the defense is going to be I I think so much more of a of a known quantity going into it. Offensively, we just don't know. I mean, and again, I, I do know that there's a lot of anticipa- anticipation over Sean Cleese and what that office is going to be all about, but I don't see a whole, I mean, you know, Cratch, you know, hit uh, on, on uh crookshank a, a little bit. Doesn't, you know, really dynamic kick returner, punt returner. Hasn't really, we haven't really seen much a- a- out of him as a wide receiver. Maybe he'll surprise uh, Pacheco, another guy who, who you know, Graciano has called a big 10 back. Um, you know, I think that he could have a step up, but, you know, beyond that, I mean, we're still looking at a wide receiver core that uh, I, I don't see, you know, a, a ton of, uh, you know, just surefire playmakers going into it. Uh, and, and you know, if you're just asking the question, which, which one is more of a known quantity is certainly the defense.
0: All right. Even with the upgraded roster, I am concerned about the lack of time spent playing together. Cohesion will be a big issue. Would like your thoughts during the podcast. I mean, the one thing you can say, Crash, it's going to be for, for both teams, at least. You know, I mean, they're both in the same situation, both with new coaches, both with new systems. Uh, you know, I don't know if Michigan State had more. It's been a big issue for, for Shanna that some teams had more spring practice and other teams. I don't know if Michigan State is one of them. But, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, sloppiness early on. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I don't believe Michigan State had any spring practice. And honestly, you know, Mel Tucker got hired at Michigan State. About two months later than Greg did, so Rutgers right, might even true. have the leg up yeah. in that situation. So, look, I think obviously, I'm kind of the school of thought that like cohesion and you know, com- you know, that's almost one of the more overrated things in sports. You know, I look—is it going to be a little sloppy at times? Definitely, given the weird way of this off season. But I, I don't think it's going to be a situation where they can't line up straight or get the ball snapped on Saturday. And the final
0: question. You're picking a top three all-time Rutgers football beat writers. Who you got? Present company excluded. This is a good one, Sarge. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you first because you've been around you've been around a long time. Yeah, you know, you would belong on this list if it weren't clearly you were no, you're not allowed on it. So, who are the three all-time Rutgers football beat writers?
1: Uh, I mean, number one has to be Joe Calabrese. Joe yes, Calabrese, the late uh, great Joe Lager. Calabrese. Uh, his, it, you know he has a plaque for those uh, uh, fans that don't know. He has a plaque right at, at, at midfield inside the press box. He was beloved. Yeah. Uh the uh record Seaton Hall uh basketball trophy is still named after him. Um beloved, mm-hmm. absolutely beloved, great writer. Going back through the archives, it's an incredible writer. Um, you know Tom Lucci, yeah, 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 yes, the, yeah, being the mix. I mean, you know, love him, hate him. You know, uh, he was a
0: national guy for a long time though, too. So He you was, keep you to keep, yeah,
1: he was, yeah. he was. You know, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw him on, um, and then I'm going to go outside the box. Of, you know, a guy from my own my old stomping grounds, uh, Paul Franklin, Paul Franklin, yes, absolutely, the the the, the 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 the, you know. The fatherly one, um, you know, Graciano Greg, Greg still uh, reveres him. Um, I had lunch with him, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, still, still toiling. So, I mean, you know, I, I have to throw him in the mix just as a guy. Covered the Insight Ball. One of these days when we tell our, 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 our great, uh, uh, you know, just, you know on, on the beat stories, we'll tell the story of Paul at the Insight Ball of a car running into his, his hotel room we'll tell that story I just teased it there but we'll tell that story yet you know in in, in length maybe we'll try to even have him on but the, you know those would be, be the three that I'd have
0: I just love right now Kratz, that I, I just I'm just picturing you know somewhere in South Orange you know Ryan Dunleavy is getting into the car and here's this question <laughs> He hears the question and he's like, Well, oh, clearly, I mean, I want mean, oh, this. Is Sarge is going to, and he hears Sarge say, old colleague of mine. And he's like, Well, here we go. Right, okay, it's nice of him to say. And then he hears Paul Franklin, boom. And he just, <laughs> drives, in, he just drives into a telephone pole when he hears that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Good work, Sarge. Good work.
2: Good work. I, I, you know, right. I don't really have much to add. I, I, I will say, you know, my former partner on the beat, Dan Duggan. I'll, oh, I'll next to. Absolutely, oh boy! Absolutely,
0: that's gonna that's gonna cause a riot. Don't say that too loudly. The fan base might uh, not not like that answer. There. All right, let's go to some predictions. We get to get to pick football games, gents. You think I was gonna forget this? I, I wish I looked up the records last year. I don't know who who won who won last. Who who had the best record? Do we know?
1: I what? forgot. Yeah,
0: you forgot. Two
1: uh, years ago, you went twelve and zero. Two years ago, you were yes. Alabama, is what you were. That
0: was, that was pretty so, easy, if I remember correctly. The two years ago, uh, once we get through the first
1: couple of games. And what, what's good about me is I am I'm, I'm always I'm I'm never a homer with my Rutgers pick picks. I'm always oh, yeah. you know I, uh-huh. I, I go straight and and you know so I'm always right up there as well. Is isn't that accurate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You had him what was the year was was you had him going six and six when they, uh, was it, was it Ash's first year? I think it's been year?
1: every year that I've had. Every year.
0: Season. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. right. Who, Who wants to go first?
2: Who was right?
0: You got, you nailed that. All right, Kratz, since you, since you nailed that, you can go first for predicting this game. Are you sticking with your preseason prediction?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I just pulled up the website. It looks like the Scarlet Knights are a 13 point underdog, uh, at a legal sports book in Las Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my prediction. I'm gonna go Rutgers, 19, Michigan State, 18. Wow.
0: Okay. There Ooh. we go. 1914, like the 2004 score.
2: 1918 plague. Exactly. Wow. There we per- go. That would be
0: perfect. It ties in so neatly. That be that would be a that would be a good Joe Calabrese lead. All right, um, Sarge. Your pick. Yeah,
1: I'm, I I think I picked Michigan State uh, initially. I, I'm going to go. Uh, Ru- I'm going to go Rutgers. I I, I think wow. Rutgers is going to win this game. Yep. Um, so many unknowns. Uh, we we t- touched on. You know, Michigan State's in the same boat. Um, I think. You know. I I, I think Rutgers is going to play a really good defensive effort. Um, low scoring. 17-14.
0: 17-14. All right. See, I, I just have a hard time getting to 17. That's my problem. And, I, you know, I just remember what way that offense looked last year. And I know it's going to be completely different. You're not going to have Johnny Langan. You're going to have, you know, a new quarterback. But I'm just looking at this line. Until, until that line proves to me that it can block a Big Ten opponent, I'm going to have a hard time picking this team to win. I'm going to go something like uh, Michigan State 23, Rutgers 7. All right. There's the prediction what else you got anything anything to close on before we wrap this up if our first our first in season show crotch anything anything else i think i'm good pick up a pick up a china pick up a china pattern while you're talking to us nothing, nothing like that no no
2: no we're, we're not there yet not not there yet uh-huh. but, oh we I, I do believe we have decided no receiving line so you know we're making That's strides good but. plan sorry <laughs> what about you last word for you just curious if Greg going
1: to get uh, going to get an invite to the wedding. That's all, that, that's the only thing that I think Rutgers fans inquiring Rutgers Rutgers fans want to know.
0: That'd be so great. Can you imagine? <laughs> he's sitting there. He's sitting there at his desk. He's, he's flipping through some mail. Some you know some card. And like wait,
1: what is this?
0: <laughs> what?
1: Scratch Martha. Wait, what? And if, then he shows up. That's the case, Scratch has to have it like. He has to have it like Ohio State. We give Greg the choice of either coaching an Ohio State game or, or, or attend Cratch's wedding, which we know. I think, I think we already know what he would do. No okay. question.
0: No question. Yes, absolutely. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. This has been a fun one. Steve Politi, James Cratch, Keith Sargent signing off. We will be back on Monday next week to talk about a football game. Very exciting. Thanks for listening.